All right, I think we're ready. You good? Let's do it. Why are you typing in your computer? What I'm you just saying? typing stuff, you know? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right, here we go. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. That is right, guys. If you are enjoying in this show go ahead and follow your favorite podcasting platform and now on youtube if you want to see our faces let's go we're all caught up we're all caught up there so super excited and on social media at bizbrosco that is right and if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review that's right i hope you're ready to learn more about podcast collaborations and how it can help your business that is right today's guest is a top five percent podcasters i think that it's higher than five percent honestly and one of the best when it comes to building partnerships that last he's the co-founder of the podcast launch agency and the podcast launch accelerator which is meant to get you from zero to hero in the podcasting world <laughs> i made that up but i think Yee. you know after talking to him multiple times i can tell that yes. he's gonna take you from zero to hero mm. so you better stay tuned in today guys please welcome the one and only chris counter <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Chris? Let's act, let's act, let's act a bit silly. <laughs> let's go. Hey, I love the dancing. I love the dance moves. We're, we're, we're all about it, you know? Um, we should start sending some debriefs before the podcast. Like, hey, look, there's going to be music. There might be some dancing included. So, no, you know. no, no, no. I don't agree with that because then there's no, it's no exci surprise excitement. Surprise element. That's right. I, I know, that's Chris, right. I know we throw you under the bus. We're like the party time. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was watching a show last night, actually, or a, a movie, a movie, and it's like, this girl is dating this one guy, and the girl's like really good at karaoke, and then signs up the guy, surprise, to be like, hey, you go on stage now, and the guy's like, please don't do this, please don't do this, and then, you know, it was just a funny scene. That's exactly what would happen to me, so that's exactly what we wow. do to our guests. We torture them. That cool, <laughs> cool story, cool story. Chris, welcome, man. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. What a great introduction, and thanks for doing this on a Monday at the start of the week. But what a great high, great yeah. way to start. You know, Thank lots you. of caffeine, music, <laughs> dancing. There's no other way to start in the week, you know? Fancy's two double shots in, and Chris, before we tired the interview, she shows a coffee mug and say, like, I'm on water. I'm like, that's probably healthier, way healthier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I trying mean, to catch up now with the H H2O. Yeah. Stay hydrated. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, Especially if you're in the your weekend. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now, Chris, for those that don't know you, for those that might have missed the few lives that we had last week, right, where we talk a little bit about what you're building in the podcast launch agency and the accelerator, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? How did you get into podcasting at all? Oh, my goodness. So I started March 2021. Mm with little to no confidence and just decided to go all in and interview 52 experts in the least amount of time. So I did it in four months time nice. and that just took off. Um, mm. I got hired by AppSumo uh, that opened huge doors and yeah, my confidence blew up. I'm still not so confident on camera, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. So uh, Chris, I'm that's just saying, why I'm on. 
That's why my content is profit podcast. <laughs> ah, let's go. With that accent, you're confident. Yeah, you can just assume that it is high. It's high. Like, it, uh, I'd rather have a British accent than a Hispanic accent. Just gonna put that. Out there. <laughs> it, it's it's from from March 2021 to now. It's definitely up there, and okay. that's because of some courses I've taken, and then uh, just having more conversations awesome. with yeah. confident people. It helps. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I just did a quick math here. Uh, did it in my head. Did it in the computer and the calculator. But, you know, I divided 52 uh, by 16 weeks, which is about four months. You did about 3.2 interviews per day, right? Uh, not per day, sorry, per week. Wow. Come day. on, public math, 3.2 interviews per week, which yes. is kind of like about the what we do here at Condens Profit, right? Three episodes. And honestly, that velocity is one of the reasons that we attribute the success that content is profit has had just because just like you mentioned right now volume you get more practice you probably get more feedback and then it allows you to get better and better and better now you say you started podcasting that led to a role with AppSumo, which i'm sure it was great right and then you evolve beyond AppSumo. Into what? What was next after AppSumo? Why did you decide to stick with it? Do it, you know, kind of like launch your own agency, dive deeper yeah. into it and help other people. I mean, uh, I started working at AppSumo in November 2021. So a couple of months after launching the podcast. because Well, it was just in conversation like you do after you've had an interview with a guest. You follow up with them when you ask them other questions and the, the, those questions led to me getting hired but they also sponsored the podcast which was amazing between because i was still interviewing for my podcast while working at AppSumo, and because AppSumo promotes internally and externally for you to start a side hustle uh, to start a business i started selling on AppSumo. people were buying my podcast products mm-hmm. i'm not going to mention them i'm not going to promote myself too much but you know, I, I sell a couple of products on AppSumo. That took off. Then there's a couple of people that I interacted with on a day-to-day, their agency owners, their marketers. They kind of pitched me to work with them or to partner with them in their own agency. But I was never really a fan of um, the direction I wanted to stay in the podcasting industry because it yeah. had given me so much already. And a friend, Phil... Yeah. The podcast mogul, my co-partner, <laughs> co-founder said, why don't we just launch a podcast agency, but mm. do the do the one-stop shop and do the talent management, do the editing, but collaborate with people that have supported us, that have been experts on my podcast. My podcast is talking with experts, so let's collaborate with all the experts. Yeah, that's 100%. Amazing. What one of the one of the big points that we've talked about that I think has been the biggest win for us has been generating opportunities from the podcast right and that can look in many that they can have many many outcomes right that could be like a client that could be a collaboration that could be a referral that could be just a cool relationship right at the end of the day um so obviously for you brought you those opportunities is that something that you encounter like along the way like how how is that process for you for us like and i'll give a little background right it's uh, we did 20 episodes on our own, right? And uh, we quickly ran out of things to say. So we either had to learn more, uh, we had to do more research, right? And we're like, well, why don't we just bring like first, you know, our, our friends in the industry, the people that we're working on right now, with right now, and then also our mentors, like our coaches or things. And, and then from there, it kind of spun up. But immediately after, 
uh, we got an opportunity to be like, they asked us a question, be like, what do you guys do? Like, what is the thing that you guys are working on right now? And he gave us an opportunity to to explain what we did and show a demo. And then our first client on that side mm-hmm. came out of that, right? And we're like, wow, this is a super cool way to transition. It, it happened very naturally. The trust was there, right? We're not pitching. It was like, wow, this is an opportunity to do something else. And from there, you know, we were able to be on on stages, online stages, like a bunch of other things. For you, how was that? Like when, obviously when you started the show, right? Was that the initial intent or no? I see you shaking. No, at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I started the podcast and there was a couple of people that were asking, so what do you offer? And at the time I did not have a offer in place. Yeah. Uh, I was there to learn from the experts that did have an offer in place and, try and figure out oh what could i do differently or yeah. uh, how could i put something together so what i was selling on AppSumo was my strategy to get my podcast live so uh, my 52 episode is a podcast launch strategy that's what it's called I, I see. Uh, and the people that had bought that i bought them into my private community and i wanted to serve them more and because my role at AppSumo was partner success or customer success making those selling on AppSumo make more money on AppSumo. That was my main priority. So then I thought, well, all my customers that are coming from the podcast launch strategy product, let's try and serve them better and get their podcast live. So I ran ran a giveaway with KingSumo, one of their products on AppSumo, Mm -hmm. got some people through that, and then started launching products and getting some early testimonials. And then I used those to get more paid clients amazing amazing yeah i love it yeah i know i i I think is super interesting and i'm curious to know that you always had the mindset on collaboration right uh have you always lived your life on kind of like let's lean on to others help each other out or uh, again like did you just stumble upon this and then you're like oh wow like this can actually benefit a lot of people let's do it Yeah, so I think because I was already interacting with experts and I already, well, one of the the questions evolved. They're not set questions. They're they're a bit like the Content is Profit podcast is the curiosity base. So I was asking, uh, how do you you generate revenue for your business? Yeah. (laughs) And some experts would say that they did it with joint ventures or they did it just through word of mouth or referrals or affiliate. And I thought, oh, let's build the, let's build my affiliate con- uh, commissions yeah. and let's uh, do this and let's test a couple of things. And then I realized that there's power, there's more power in two minds working together or three minds working together than there is one. And there's pers- different perspectives. Yeah, I'm a very, I'm a specific person. I, I like lists and details where Phil is the idea strategy guy, or we've got uh, somebody else that does the branding and somebody mm. else does the editing. And I like that collaboration. Absolutely. My past, my past is I used to be a chef. Mm. So there's a lot of teamwork, lots of collaboration under high amounts of pressure <laughs> and just get, get, it, get it done. So there's always been collaboration in my blood, but yeah not as 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 extreme as it is right now it's like we can pull from different legs and yeah 
create some amazing things. Absolutely. Oh. I love it. I love it. And I love that element of, uh, you know, that you kind of like brought from the, I guess, the cooking world, right? Being a chef. Who's your, what's your favorite meal? What's your, what's your best uh. food that you, that you make? Get, oh I, I, I'm here prepping for lunch, you know, so I need, I need to get hungry. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I don't cook that often anymore, believe it or not. But I think I, c I can definitely put up some uh, really nice fresh pasta. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I was a pastry chef, so nice. You got me a pasta. Yeah, you got me a pasta. We love, we, yeah. I mean, as football players, right? Soccer players, we grew up eating tons and tons of pasta. And honestly, like lately, not actually, not too long ago, I started taking some classes on how to make pasta from scratch and it's, it's a lot of fun but let's get back to collaboration you know tanya, tanya alert we, in we here we can definitely tell Fonz is hungry it's yeah, like I'm right before lunch i'm starving now but chris i'm curious you know the person listening right now is like okay cool this collaboration aspect is is awesome but is it gonna work out for me right for for what type of people have you seen that collaboration work best for oh work best for oh my goodness well there's some for more established podcasters that have been in the game for a while they already want to do collaboration because they know that's one of the best ways to grow the podcast uh what i found is lots of uh smaller brands startups in particular we work with um to do different collaborations they want to because they want the exposure they want the brand awareness mm. they want to increase their usership so working with startups has been really easy to to do some collaborations with i can give them my audience and i can give them my guest audience and uh we can help them with the exposure we can get them or the different contacts we have we can lean on our contacts to, to help them get that brand awareness so startups have been great to do collaboration with uh yeah uh chris i'm i'm curious right like as we started collaborate right for us initially was let's bring as many people as possible so we can start connecting right but as you are frequent and consistent with your content you're going to develop uh, an audience, people that are listening, that are in tuning with your message, right? That trust you, right? That trust is so important, right? Um, how then you start filtering, like, who are you actually bringing to your show, right? And up to recently when we joined Hotspot, we were like, wow, maybe this is a new thing that we have to consider, right? Because the show is growing. There's more people listening. There's more people paying attention. Uh, it's not just about, you know, the, the back-end opportunity initially, right? But now is, are we actually providing value? Are we entertaining people? Are we bringing something to the table content-wise that is worth for them to listen? So uh, it's very enticing just having every single message other, every single like DM, inviting every single person into into the platform. But now there has to be a filter, right? Like So how how do you guys tackle that like who's the right person for your platform do you guys have a process around that and i i know a lot of people having interviews that's the balance right between the value that i can provide as a podcast that's why we've done a lot of solo episodes lately because people seem to respond to us just interacting with each other right but then we're like okay when we bring an interview uh how do we measure that and that's something that we're actively looking so how do you guys manage or what are some recommendations that you can share with the audience when it comes to that yeah uh, so it's i don't i don't consider myself a podcaster just uh, right now because i'm not actively producing content 
I, I, my focus is helping those that want to launch their podcast. So yeah. Uh, I, it's it's hard for me to give lots of advice on that because I'm not, and I, I feel guilty to be on a podcast, <laughs> interviewing podcasters when I'm on pause at the moment. I'll, I'll release the, a little bit. I'll release a little bit of the, the I guess, uh, pressure on that. And I mean, you did interview 52 experts, right? So there has to be yeah. some process of like, hey, mm -hmm. this is a person that could bring a ton of value, not only to me, but the people that might listen to this podcast in the future, right? So in a sense, you did create like this amazing uh, platform, right? So that, that, I guess my question was aiming on that side, maybe not on the day-to-day -day type of deal. Like, yeah, of course. So, so it all goes back to the fundamentals of doing research on your guests. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of people that said I made them feel like a million dollars or $2 million. And that's just because I invested 10 plus hours yeah. pre-interview learning about them, listening to their content, reading their content, mm. finding out what others might not have found out about them when they interviewed them and referring back to episodes that they'd been on and trying to uncover more. Because if they're experts, they can give expert advice. I wanted to be able to get, like you are, actionable tips mm. that my listeners could take and take action on. So I was focusing on three actionable tips per episode. And if the guests wanted to share more, they could. But I did a lot of upfront research. Probably the same the same as you. We had somebody fill out the onboarding form. Uh, but a little bit of back and forth via email. But always a, a pre-qualification pre or pre-cool pre conversation for 15, yeah. 20 minutes, get to know them, and then decide from there if they're going to go to the interview. And most of the time, they would go to the interview because I would do a ton of research. I would be yeah. itching to talk to them. And then because I gave them a great experience, they'd come back for more. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. It does sound like building rapport, like you just mentioned, right? It's a huge step into kind of like advancing these collaborations and finding more opportunities, right? And I feel that's kind of like how we feel as, uh, as well. We do have a call, previous call with you. Obviously, we did like lives and everything else, right? But again, it's just developing that rapport, that goodwill with the other person at the end of the day in their eyes, the values that you're sharing their platform with them as well. So they get to leverage your audience. And I think that's that's a key point because if you're looking for collaborations, whether it is in your platform or somebody else's platform, you're leveraging those audiences to get more exposure. But beyond audience building, there are other benefits, right? Like my brother mentioned at the beginning, it could be a partnership, right? It could be that a person might become our client. So I'm curious on how do you transition the conversation into, hey, this is a podcast interview to, hey, let's explore opportunities to collaborate together, right? Do you have some sort of pre-framing in those 15-minute calls or before the podcast or do you just do it after the podcast episode is done in your follow-up process? I'm curious because people might be thinking, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're like, uh, we did a podcast interview and it's all amazing, but I have no idea how to transition this now into a different type of conversation. Or, or the classic, like, I don't want to sound salesy, like, exactly. I don't want to push this, like, I, I don't want to <laughs> break the relationship, right? I think yeah. that's a lot of the fear that comes 
to that like next step after their relationship is started to build? Yeah, I think collaboration is not something you do much preparation. Well, the way it's worked for me is I've delivered a great interview and we've had a great conversation and I don't expect anything else in return. But I don't know what it is, is people want to work with me. Maybe that's because I created a really great experience or because I'm curious and I want to I've, I'd learn as much as I possibly can about the guest. Mm. And I ask them, how can I help? Is there anything I can do? Um, sharing their content, liking their content, uh, referring them guests. Uh, yeah. Do you want to be on other podcasts? Great. I know this one, this one, this one. Um, are you, what kind of projects are you working? Cause I'm interested in what other people are doing. What other projects are you doing? Do you need help with that? And when they say yes, then you talk, oh, well, if I bring you this, then I can get this. And more like an affiliate partnership first. And then it's actually, we want to do something together. And then that's when the conversation starts. So do like 90% for them, show that you're interested and eager and want to learn. And especially if you're at the beginning and you don't know, you ask the experts, you get inside their courses, uh, you invest in their courses, you just show you become their best case study then then you can do some collaborations together yeah you you mentioned this a couple of times and uh i wrote it down here it's like great experience right and a great interview and um you know we've been in some some podcasts as guests or you know people come to us and we do get a comment where like it's different right i had a good time xyz right so and for us from the very beginning we're like how can we make this very different part of the the intro is is part of that element right it's like wow like this is so different than any other show that i've been and we get that comment very often right and uh, we're like every single day we're like hey can we how can we make it better one percent better for the guests so it's easy for them it's fun it's enjoyable right we're bringing them into our house and we want them to feel really good right and that looks a certain way to us and to our guests so what would you describe as a great experience uh on your side because uh, it's not just the the right questions, right? There's other mm. elements involved, right? Is the back end of the show is is it easy for them to join the call? Is it you know is there an email coming through? Is there a reminder? Like there's all these operational things, right? That could add or subtract from that experience. So I'm very curious, like for you, you know, focusing maybe on like the least friction for people that are starting that might be intimidated a little bit to like bring that expert into their own platform. What are some things that they can look into to provide that great experience? You. <laughs> <laughs> Your listeners are going to think, oh, how can how can he create a better experience than anybody else? And you know, it, it's just what you said is notifying them. But as, and a lot of the times, people have said, oh, you did you did up your upfront research, you asked the right questions, you made me feel comfortable, and you positioned me as the expert. I, I know it's different depending on what who your guests are but for me it worked out well and maybe i was just uh a one that was just successful for me because i wanted to interview experts so all the guests that i had coming on the podcast i did not elevated their ego too much they already knew they were experts but i just said i'm looking for experts to join this podcast talking about this subject you're an expert i think you're the expert in seo 
and dot 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 so i think maybe i was just lucky <laughs> that my first podcast was great but the the experience is just being kind yeah. i think you've yeah. got to be you've got to be kind you've got to be flexible to be a podcaster um yeah I, yeah it, I, it's a it's a tricky question <laughs> but i think you're doing the right things yeah i you yeah. know this actually got me thinking too right and i'm something that i'm seeing here is like maybe that great experience is a reflection of your own personality right like a great experience we can have the same guest and they can have great experience with each and they both be different great experiences right so like you mentioned like you're kind and i told my brother i'm like bro he's super chill you know he has this awesome vibe right and i know uh no, because people has told us right not to like pat our own back, but that we have a cool vibe, but we're more on the high energy side of things, right? Yeah. So a lot of people when they come there, like, oh man, like what a cool experience. I had so much fun. And they use a lot of the word fun, right? And guess what? A lot of the people that we resonate that are able to move relationships forward is people that also resonate with that energy as well. And I'm sure, I mean, I cannot say for a fact, you, you're going to have to confirm this or not, but probably a lot of people that you move partnerships and relationships forward with had your, your same vibe too, right? Like maybe they related a lot with your personality and whatnot. What you did throughout the process was give them multiple times the option to see that personality, right? Whether that was in that 15 minute call, follow up emails, right? During the show, they were like, oh man, this guy is disciplined. I love what he does. And then at the end, when you, however you do it, transition that conversation into more of a sales environment, right? A collaborative environment. Now they have in their mind, well, this guy likes doing his research, right? I love the way he communicates, all those things. And I think that translates into, you know what? Let's explore more this opportunity. And I think it, it kind of happened the same with us, right? It's like, we like the process. We love the energy. We want to work with people that are, you know, kind of like, Let's try it out. Just, you know, yeah, yeah, put put up one foot four. So it's, it's interesting that that question that you just asked, I feel like opened the door to a whole the, new possibility. As well as part of the experience is just staying in touch. Yes. Uh, I think Noah from AppSumo says following up, uh, following up. Like even if you don't think you're going to get, if you have a, top five people that you want to be on the podcast like i reached out to nathan chan from the founders podcast right at the start of the journey and he said follow up in a year's time and i'll think about it but make sure to leave a review so i left a review <laughs> checked yeah. in and he said follow up in another six months time so i'm still following up with him i may yeah. get him eventually hmm. uh, or i might just say not not for now maybe episode 500 yeah. Yeah, I'll reach out to him. But following up, I, I, out of all the guests, I think I only had one experience where we published the episode, but I didn't feel like it was going to go anywhere else. Uh, but so out of the sixty I've done, fifty-nine people I followed up with and kept in touch with and built Amazing. a strong relationship with. So have those reminders on your phone to check in if if you can't remember when you checked in with them last yeah. uh have a system to like their like and intentionally like not just like and comment yeah. and just go great cool 
be thoughtful about each comment you leave. It might take you two minutes instead of yeah. 10 seconds, but that two minutes of thought will matter more than any 10 second. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, one relationship that comes to mind is the one with Damon. Damon Burton, yeah. right? Like, uh, this was a person that came into our podcast uh, from one of our clients. He's like, hey, we're, we're doing a push for a marketing. I wonder if you guys are there. We had no background information on him. We did not know who he was. He was an SEO guy. And uh, we've stayed in touch for almost like three years. We met him in person a couple of times. He's also really good at the relationship side. He ended up getting us like money socks with our faces <laughs> on it, which is insane. <laughs> And yep. uh, we've we haven't worked together, but we've introduced people. That, you know that he can help. That he introduced people that we can help, and uh, we just built a really cool friendship. And uh, that's just one example of of the many. You know, I'm I'm sure Chris, with you, you're now part of the the bro family. So uh, it's probably gonna happen, right? And and I think, like you said, staying in touch is so important. And and I want to highlight something. I know we've talked a lot about the podcasting side. But for those listening that on the social media, I know that a lot of social media managers follow the, the content that we create. This can be done in every single platform, right? You can collaborate yep. in every single platform. It doesn't have to be a podcast. Like I say, I, I, I say this a lot, but we chose podcasting because it was a way for us to put content consistently out that works for us. But if your platform is Instagram, how can you collaborate in Instagram, right? We do Instagram lives. Instagram lives, right? If it's not video, if it's maybe a picture, like there's still content, things that yeah. are said behind. I just we just received an invite, for example, to collaborate on a blog. We don't write blogs, so what they do is like, hey, they send me a list of questions, right? And then I can record on video or I can type them, send them back to them. But then that's the initial point of that relationship. I'm like, oh, this is super cool, right? So think about this in the macro level regardless of your platform, because the principles are there and they work, which is big fans of podcasting because it allows to produce content consistently. So what's your channel and then focus on that relationship. So, uh, Chris top, top, top man, man. Like, thank you. Oh, this is so good. Fuzzy was like, top man, man, top man, man. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy's like, you're going to like Chris. I'm like, yes, approve. Yeah. It's a good dude. It's a good dude. Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, whenever we meet in person, we might have to make some pasta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can make some fettuccine or ravioli. It'll be good. Say no more. We are in. Uh, now, Chris, we're getting here towards the end of the episode. And this was amazing. Honestly, I think there's a lot of takeaways for that person listening. If they want to start a collaborative-based kind of like platform show, whether that is, you know, a podcast, Instagram Live, whatever it is, I think they have a good basis here when it comes to how to kind of like set up those collaborations, right? Like what comes before the actual event, then how to conduct those events, right? Like during the shows and then how to transition that for exploring opportunities. Now, I'm curious, what would be your top takeaway, right? Like if you can leave somebody with one action point uh, today, maybe let's say, because it obviously depends on where in the stage are they, but it's somebody that has been thinking, I want to do more collaborations. I want to, you know, amplify my network and obviously increase the amount of opportunities that I might be bringing through the door through collaborations. What is one thing they can do to get started? Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's like a, it's a one and maybe it's a two, but uh, define who you want to collaborate with and then create the list of those people. And then just do the simple thing 
ask them. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because yep. every single time I've asked, there's either been a no or a yes or a uh, maybe next year or follow-up. Follow-up, that's what I mentioned before. So ask because – and be curious about it. Just say, out of curiosity, are you hiring at the moment? The AppSumo one. They said, no, we don't hire internationally, but uh, we can put you in touch with the hire team. Great. That led. Yeah. Curious, uh, do you sponsor podcasts? Uh, no, we don't have the budget for it. What were you thinking? Well, sponsor it for free and I'll promote this. Dot, mm. dot, dot. You can still get a sponsorship that way. Yeah, yeah. Great. Right? paid sponsors as well just ask be curious and ask because there is a lot of opportunity out there and the free a free opportunity might come but then a paid opportunity will come later once you build that trust and that relationship yeah yeah and you just re you actually remind me of one of the what we call hashtag golden boulder moments that we've had i don't remember which episode was this but it was with our good friend gary spurgeon He lives here in Jacksonville, Florida. He owns his own podcasting studio. And he has been in the broadcasting world for like 40 years, something like that. Yeah. And one of the best tips he gave us was when you're starting, literally go out there and look for sponsors and just tell them that, that they can sponsor your podcast for free, right? So he's like, go and look for, I don't know. Uh, I think the, the, the company that he used in, in the example was like Pepsi. He's like, go and find Pepsi and tell them, hey, I'll do... 52 episodes, you know, with your brand, just let me know, let me, you know, let, allow me to say that I'm sponsored by Pepsi and for free. And they're going to be like, sure, free advertisement. <laughs> absolutely. Go ahead. And what this costs is that every person that starts listening to your podcast, they're going to be like, whoa, he's sponsored by Pepsi. And now you're borrowing the authority of that brand as well. Like imagine all the people that immediately heard your podcast for the very first time. And you're like, hey guys, welcome to the awesome Chris show sponsored by AppSumo. In their minds, right? If they're in the world and they know AppSumo, they're going to be like, wow, this guy is big for, for having AppSumo sponsored them. So that is such they, they, a good By move. the way, By the way, they were a paid sponsor. It was my first, <laughs> my first $75 as a podcaster was the AppSumo sponsor. Amazing. Let's go. That's Amazing. awesome. That's yes. awesome. Uh, I love it, right? Like you could go all the directions and mm -hmm. I think that's, that's huge. That's, uh, that just unlocks like new possibilities for a lot of people, right? Like at the end of the day, it's like, what's gonna, what's gonna elevate the platform, right? Search if you're looking for the sponsorship or like those relationships, right? At the end of the day, if, if a bigger brand, it might take a little bit more time, right? On that, stay in touch or how can we add value to that specific person or brand through our show? So, you know, there's many answers to that. You know, mm -hmm. we can go from, having great conversations, doing the proper research, providing a great experience inside of the show, right? Yep. I remember uh, with Todd Brown, episode 40, uh, legend for us, Fonsi kept calling him Mr. Todd, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think at some point in the interview, his camera just completely went dark, right? And, uh, um, you know, for 40th episode, and we're like, oh boy, I think it was like 10th guest that we've ever had, something like that. And uh, somebody else would have freaked out. And we, what we did was, okay, let's go to Overwrite. Let's continue to, to continue to talk about the things that we were ta chatting. And, and all of a sudden he comes back on and uh, he told us, hey guys, like my, ba my camera battery just went off, right? But at the moment he continued talking and then he told us that after the interview. And he immediately after he was like, 
by the way, the way that you guys run this podcast is very professional. You guys, and his comments like, you guys are going to be huge, right? And we're like, oh my gosh. And that was like yeah. the comment that we needed at the time to continue, right? So it's like, okay, that was an example, a very specific example on how to provide a greater experience for that guest and maintain the thing. So Chris, I think uh, you brought a ton of golden boulders today. Very actionable steps. Uh, we're gonna obviously leave all the links right below. Yeah, yeah. We have one more question before you, you almost forgot the the no, most important question not, of all. I was not gonna say that. That was like my preface to the last question. Okay, okay, okay. I cool, never cool. miss the question. I Fonsi, know. That's why I was, surpri I was surprised. I was like, is he gonna make the question today? Chris, he, he just loves to throw <laughs> me under the bus. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Okay, so uh, Chris, you know where where will you be if you never published? Where would I be if I never published? Oh. That's a deep question because at the time of podcasting, I didn't really know what I was doing, what direction I was heading in. Um, I would be struggling and probably, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be where I am. <laughs> Let's say that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, thank you by the way for yeah. your honesty. Same for us. I, we, I don't know, Fonzie will be under a ditch somewhere. I... <laughs> oh my god, bro, that's so dark. That's so dark. <laughs> no, no, I, no like to, I like to think that I will be potentially thriving somewhere else doing something else. I don't know. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, it's probably the it's not the my favorite ending question because it shifts the mood completely. But yeah, uh, but it, yeah. It, you know the the reason why we ask this question is to bring it on to the listener and put it into perspective, right? Like we didn't plan for any of this to happen. We're like, let's just start a podcast. We took action, and then we realized like, wow, the benefit of it has yeah. been amazing. And I understand that podcast might not be for everybody. Right, but also we want to illustrate the value of putting your message out there, which at the end of the day is creating opportunities, right? Because yeah. you know the the person that doesn't ask, the person that doesn't put their message out there, they will not get anything in return. You need to put yourself out there. So that's why we ask it, right? Even when you say, I don't know where I would be, right? That is saying to people that if I wouldn't have put my message out into the world, I would potentially live in a world of uncertainty, right? Yeah, when in I'd reality, still, I'd, still be, I'd still be lost. I wouldn't have direction. I wouldn't have that clarity. I would still be jumping to do different jobs. Yep. You know, uh, lost in what, what career could I do next? And what could, what could pay this well? And, you know, so thanks to podcast podcasting has changed my life. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Chris, it's been a pleasure, my man. Uh, like I was saying before Fonzie interrupted me so abruptly, <laughs> uh, we're going to leave all the links right below <laughs> for, for people to learn more about you, you know, uh, go launch their shows. I think it's, you know, obviously you guys have talked uh, in the group. So I encourage everybody to go on and continue that journey with you and with us as well. Uh, anything else, Fonzie, you want to add? Uh, no, I'm actually, well, I'm in my mind. I'm like, I'm excited to, to edit part of this, this interview. I feel like we have some, some golden boulders in here that we can share with the world, you know, and get more people interested in the podcasting world. Yeah. Chris, anything else you want to add before we head out? Uh, we've got the Podbean campaign launching this week. Let's, Let's go. go. The crowd going crazy. <laughs> let's go awesome well I think uh, that's the episode yeah that's it Chris thank you so much man really appreciate you
<laughs> With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Co. That is Ranif Chris here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal and to build a collaborative platform. Please don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.